Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Okay, why do people enjoy violence? This one is one that um, a lot of people don't typically think about these issues in their own life. So this one is sort of a a take your own internal temperature to see where you are. And it kind of tells you what you are most um, valuing and placing as your highest priority in life. It can do a little bit of both of those. And um, this is one that was a real eye-opener to me personally about myself. Uh, a number of years ago. Um, This is also a way, we talked last week about um, um, don't ever be on the wrong side, and that being on the wrong side is not determined by doing wrong things. We all do wrong things. Being on the wrong side is when you have kind of said, okay, I am... I'm going over here to this place that I believe is wrong. I believe it's darkness. I believe it's falsehood. I believe it's fear-based. I believe I, that's what I believe, and I'm still choosing to go over here for pain and pleasure reasons. Okay, and and when you do that you have kind of given yourself to darkness and when you and the way to know that you've given yourself to darkness as opposed to just doing wrong things sometimes is temptation if you are tempted to do something wrong then you have not completely given yourself over to darkness because the very word means to be lured from one place to another. And you can't be lured into the darkness if you're already there. And so if you're already there, there tends to not be a struggle between should I do this, should I not, I I really think this is wrong, but I really need a break. When When you're in darkness, you don't usually go through that. You just do it, okay, almost like a robot or without thinking. And if you've seen 
documentaries on a number of serial killers, that's what a lot of them will say 10, 20 years after the fact, maybe, when they've been gotten some help, is that, you know, during that time, I was really just sort of acting like a robot. I, it was almost like I was outside of my own body and self watching myself do these things, but I was really sort of numb and, and all of that. That's when you've given yourself over to darkness, and you don't have to be a serial killer to do that. It, it can be just, you know, I'm, I'm, I know it's wrong, but I'm going to do this anyway. And there's not a struggle. You've just sort of made that decision. If there's a struggle, then that's another word for temptation, which means there's a good chance you are living in the light not the darkness, but everybody in the light still does wrong things sometimes. Okay, well, this week is sort of piggybacking on that a little bit. And everything about enjoying violence, and, and, and I mean a wrong kind of violence, not necessarily a football game or something like that, but, but a wrong, um, destructive, harmful kind of violence, okay? Um, this all goes back to the core issues of significance and security, which are the two core issues in the healing codes in the 12 categories, and they're the two core issues of, of virtually everything in your life. If you feel significant as a person, usually because you have been loved and nurtured and cared for and... Um, and, and you've been treated that way, you've been taught that, typically, okay? Um, if you feel significant, then you don't have a need to pull other people down to make yourself feel better, okay? Because you already feel, I'm a good person, I'm significant. Yeah, I do bad things sometimes, but I still believe I'm a good person, I'm living in the light, I'm, I'm trying as best I can, um, you know, I'm, I, it's still some, some days, weeks, or years, three steps forward, two steps back, okay, but some years it's five steps forward, two steps back, okay, so I'm, I'm growing, even if it's very slowly. Uh, I don't feel a need to judge others. Judgment is uh, is related to inferiority and superiority, so we judge people, by and large, based on our own junk, all right? I judge you in hopes that I will feel superior to you. When I judge you and I judge you to be superior to me, that hurts, and then I need to numb the pain somehow with a love substitute, all right? Or, or I'm tempted to do that. Okay, but that's also when I judge you to be superior, I may, in that comparison, and that's a that's an important word this week, comparison, I may actually feel better when something when and if something bad happens to you. If you go bankrupt or I hear you got fired or um I'm, it might make me feel better because I judged you to be superior to me, and so when you get brought down a peg or two, it it may 
makes us a little bit closer and makes me feel not so inferior and a little bit better about me, okay? The category of security is the kindness category in the healing codes, and that includes internal and external. Security means um, the basic needs of life, a roof over your head, shelter, food to eat, that sort of thing. But it also includes the super critical issue of rejection or acceptance. Okay? I've never met a person in my life who did not have rejection issues related to others, related to themselves, related to God. Um, they may have healed them. But I've never met anyone who did not have rejection issues, meaning typically comparing ourselves to other people and feeling inferior or feeling superior, but they're not treating me that way, and so that makes me angry, okay? But if internally, if in your spiritual heart and your conscious mind, you feel significant, and you feel secure. You will tend to not enjoy violence. You will tend to, when you hear something bad or negative or painful has happened to someone else, no matter who it is, even if it's a boss who didn't treat you particularly well, or, or a neighbor who cut down your tree or, or whatever, you still will not enjoy something bad happening to them. You will automatically feel, oh, I'm sorry about that. I wonder if there's something I can do to help. I'll pray for them. I'll, and, and that is your honest, genuine, authentic feeling. Okay? If you feel insignificant in some way, that could be overall or just in one particular area, and or insecure, in other words, I'm, I, I, I've not gotten the love I feel like I need, and, and, and so I feel a little shaky about me and my worth and value and all that sort of thing, then you'll tend to enjoy violence. You'll tend to enjoy when bad things happen to other people. Okay? Um. The reason people enjoy violence, to put it in a nutshell, is because it feels good to them. It feels good. They see someone else struggling. They see someone else in pain. It makes them feel better about their pain, their lack, their insignificance, their insecurity, their financial problems, their whatever, okay? I can remember I can remember when I was in my 20s and I was just getting started in business and some um and a couple of friends of mine who I was in school with were out of school and they were already making six plus figures income just two or three years out of school. And man, I was flat broke. A lot of you've heard the story at the end of the week Hope and I would put our change together and go to the grocery store and see how much peanut butter and pinto beans we could buy because that's all we could afford, all right? Uh, we qualified for welfare. We never, we never, um, 
we never received welfare or applied for it because we just didn't believe in that. But we qualified for it. And yet I had some really good friends who were driving brand-new BMWs and buying big, nice houses and going on expensive vacations. And you know what? There were several times when something negative would happen to those guys, and I would enjoy it. I would feel better because that happened to them, and secretly, I even wished more bad stuff would happen to them. Okay? Now, I'm, I'm almost ashamed to say that today. Um, because that just sounds horrible. And at the time, I, yeah, I felt that too. I felt, you know what? I shouldn't really be enjoying their misfortune. Um, what, what, why am I, why am I feeling this way? You know, but then I'd go right back to, yeah, man, they got fired and went bankrupt. I'm having a good day. Okay. And, uh, and I didn't understand all of that at the time. You have to take away the feeling before you can see the situation as it is. We enjoy violence. We enjoy bad things happening to other people because it feels good to us. We have to heal and take away that good feeling when bad things happen to people before we can see the situation objectively and respond in truth and love instead of fear and falsehood related to seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. But how do you do that? How do you take away that feeling? Well, one of the ways is by realizing that whenever you experience enjoying violence, again, not not necessarily in a football game type of violence, but violence that hurts somebody, either physically or non-physically. Whenever you experience that, that comes out of the anger category of the healing codes, okay, which is also called the patience category. When you experience something in the anger family, it is absolutely conclusive, 100% guaranteed that you have a wrong goal. Every time, unless it's a life-threatening situation, and there is godly anger when someone is being mistreated, like, like if you see someone molesting a child, okay, having anger in that situation that inspires you to go protect the child, even if it means you being harmed, is godly anger. And that's a good thing. We don't want to get rid of that, okay? But the anger where I'm enjoying something bad happening to someone else because it makes me feel better about me because I'm comparing and I'm living in this world of judgment and inferiority and superiority and acceptance and rejection and all that, okay, that is not a good thing. That spikes your stress and that takes you farther away from the light and closer to living in the darkness. So when you experience this, you have a wrong goal. Okay, now, what's a wrong goal? A wrong goal is when your goal is typically a physical or external circumstantial 
to me in my 20s, all right? And those guys that I went to school with who were making a lot more money than me. My goal was for me to make six-plus figures and for me to drive a BMW and for me to buy a big old nice house and for me to go on fancy vacations and on and on and on. That was my goal. Now, I'd never stated that. I'd never written it on an index card and put it on my mirror, all right? But when that happened at that time in my life, and I did a little bit of praying and soul-searching, I realized that was my goal. My goal was to make bunches of money and all the things that come with that, all right? Well, from the first second I had that as a goal, it was a wrong goal. And the inevitable result was anger because I'm... I'm in this situation, and they're in that situation. Now, I might have felt a little better if I had compared myself to people at school that were not doing as well as I did, but we don't tend to do that, okay? We tend to compare ourselves to the ones that are doing better, okay? The fear-based ones. Focusing on people who are not doing as well as I am and having gratitude for that, that's love-based. So we don't tend to go to the love-based unless we are full of significance and security internally. Okay, so how come I have a wrong goal? Because I'm living like a five-year-old and I don't even know it. That's it. Up until the age of five, six, eight, we are designed, created, built, manufactured to live in a place where we seek pleasure and avoid pain. It's part of our survival instinct, okay? But once we get to six, eight, ten, you know, whenever those ages are, we're supposed to switch, we're supposed to realize that rather than just surviving, I am supposed to live by what is right and good and true, what is in light, not in darkness, what is win-win-win for everyone concerned. I'm supposed to override my seek pleasure, avoid pain, hardwired programming, and choose to live in love based on what is right, even if it means more pain. In other words, regardless of the circumstances, whether I'm getting the end results that I want or not, that is not my goal. My goal is to live in the present in love, do what's right and good and true and win-win no matter what the end results of that are, short-term, long-term, for the rest of my life. So when I'm 50 years old and I'm feeling good because someone else goes bankrupt, oh, I remember another one too. I remember a uh, uh, a guy in athletics when I was growing up, probably a teenager on this one, 
And you know, I thought I was I, I thought I was pretty good. Uh, when I was 10 years old, I won the city championship in Nashville, which was a pretty big deal. Okay, and uh, had a had a athletic thing with this other guy in Nashville who absolutely ate my lunch, beat me up one side and down the other. And to make it worse, he was he was kind of a cocky guy, you know, sort of rubbed it in your face a little bit, you know, kind of laughed that he was beating me so bad, you know, that sort of thing. And boy, I remember feeling anger toward him, and, and uh, a couple months later, uh, I heard that he had, like, broken his ankle or something, you know, and, and it was a really bad injury, and I felt happy that that had happened to him. And and I was ashamed of that one at the time, even as a teenager. Man, I should not be happy that he, you know, got hurt badly. But I did. Okay? So the reason we have the wrong goal is because we are choosing to continue to live as a five-year-old seeking pleasure and avoiding pain rather than in order to get a certain end result that we think we need to be okay, all right, which is winning the match or buying the BMW or the big house or certain people liking me and and speaking well of me and, and all that sort of thing, all right, or I give all that stuff up to God, my job is the present in love, as best I can, I'll never do it perfectly, regardless of the end result circumstances, regardless if it means more pain and less pleasure. Using pain to fix pain never works. You end up with pain squared. Although, Enjoying violence and being glad when negative things happen to people is trying to fix pain with pain. Okay? The seek pleasure, avoid pain, unless you're six years old or younger, or unless you're in an emergency life or death situation, is living like a five-year-old. Okay? So to say and commit to and choose to let go of the end results, to let go of the pain and pleasure, there may be more pain, there may be less pleasure, there may be more pleasure, there may be less pain. I hope there is, but that's not my gig. My job is to do what's right, to do what is love-based, not fear-based, to live as an adult, not a five-year-old. That's my job. Whatever the end results are from that, so be it. Okay? Coming from pain to fix pain, you will only end up with more and more pain. 
and enjoying violence, enjoying negative things happening to other people, constantly comparing yourself to other people, that inferiority, superiority scale, all that stuff is an indication you're trying to fix pain with more pain. And it will never, 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 ever work. You'll end up with more fear, more pain, long term. And you'll keep going around the same vicious cycle over and over and over again. This is the reason for most wars. People are insecure or insignificant as a as a country or the leadership of that country. Um, we need we need what that country has. We need their resources. We need their tax dollars. We need so we're going to go get it. We're we're bigger than they are. We're stronger than they are. We're going to go take it. All right? That's living as a five-year-old, as a country. Okay? And it ends up with more and more pain long-term. People lie to get things and get out of things. Okay? Um, I've, I've shared before, I've got a good friend who was in the FBI for 30 years, and I asked him, what's the number one thing you learned in the FBI? And he said, everybody lies. You know, you think there's good people, you know, and they don't lie. He said, in my experience, everybody lies. We lie to get things and get out of things. We lie because we have insignificance and insecurity internally and we are gratifying our our flesh, I'll call it, because it is tied to our physical body and our flesh. And so our decision is to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And if there's a lie involved in that, in getting the pleasure I want, if there's a lie involved in getting away from some pain I want, then I'll lie. The problem is... Lying spikes your stress, which means every time you lie, you're making everything in your life, physically and non-physically, worse. And, as, and forever, until you heal it, until you repent, until you confess, until you heal that lie, you have a memory of that lie inside you that 24-7 resonates a fear signal to the hypothalamus and spikes your stress response. Okay, so this week, as you pray, as you meditate, as you just hopefully take a few minutes to... Um, be quiet and still and think about, okay, let me not just go through another week, another year, another month the way I have for these last years. Let me see, am I, is the way I'm living the way I really want to be living? And if you enjoy violence, if you 
take pleasure sometimes when bad things happen to other people. If you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, okay? If you're living by seek pleasure and avoid pain. If your goals are focused on end results, external physical expectations, okay? All of those are based on a wrong goal that comes from you continuing at whatever age you are to live like a five-year-old. So, do you want to live 2016 as a five-year-old or as an adult choosing to live in light and love and truth, not comparing, not judging and identifying, okay, superior here, inferior here, not living by wrong goals that increase your stress and 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 continually leave you empty, choosing love instead of love substitutes, okay? Which do you want to do in 2016? You may not, probably can't, change all of this simply by your willpower. I certainly couldn't, all right? By trying harder, that rarely works. So I would encourage you, pray, 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 pray. That was supposed to be 10, praise. And then number 11, get the tools out. You know, our tools and other companies have good tools too, all right? But get the codes out, the master key, whatever. Get your EFT out, whatever. And heal the reason that you enjoy violence, that you enjoy negative things happening to other people And also the reason you enjoy, if something good happens to you, comparing that, well, so-and-so hasn't had that happen, and feeling a little bit superior. That's the other side of that same coin. Okay? Um, I I I would not go another week living that life of, constantly comparing and enjoying negative things happening to other people, that's just a horrible way to live. And there's no joy in it, there's no peace in it, um, and more and more and more pain. So this week, pray and meditate. Where are you in all of this? Where do you want to be as far as all this is concerned? And... um, Let's get to work. We'll be happy to help you. And let's start living where we love everybody. We want the best for everybody. We don't have to compare. We don't have to judge. We have good goals. We're living in the present in love. That's a wonderful way to live. And you'll be happier, healthier, love, joy, peace, significant security, all of the above.